0: Hello everyone, hope you're enjoying a coronavirus-compliant festive period, as we all are here at Le Beaujeu. There's a lot of digesting going on, of course, uh, during this uh, typical binge-eating time, but we're still digesting some pretty spectacular news from PSG as well. Alongside me today, Le Beaujeu's usual presenter, Matt Spiro. He's uh, gone to the other side of the fence, as it were, and uh, not expecting him to be sitting on the fence here either, as we discuss Mauricio Pochettino's appointment at Paris Saint-Germain and uh, I have to say for me Matt a huge surprise to see Thomas Tuchel go on Christmas Eve.
1: Yes hi Ian Um, yeah it was uh, it was a bit annoying actually we're all looking for a for a nice Christmas break we'd uh, had all the matches on on the Wednesday night and then on Thursday on the 24th that that news broke and uh, yeah it's been keeping us busy and Huge surprise. I mean, I I was certainly surprised with the timing. Uh, Christmas Eve is not not the nicest time to to sack somebody. Plus, they just won 4-0 on on the Wednesday night. I I probably thought that Tuchel would have stayed until the end of his contract um, and the end of this season. He obviously bought himself a lot of credit by reaching a Champions League final. Um, But at the same time, there was clearly um, something not right um, in the football club. We saw, September and October, a lot of friction between the manager, Tucor and the sporting director, Leonardo. Um, Tucor wasn't particularly happy, I think, with uh, everything that happened in the transfer market this summer. The fact that Cavani, and in particular, Thiago Silva, were uh, allowed to leave and, in his eyes, not, not replaced um, with players of that sort of calibre, that sort of quality and experience. So, you know, he felt and he said just before the transfer window closed that people can't expect us to do as well this season because we're weaker, um, which is a pretty big statement to make uh, when you're, you know, already a month or so into the season and you're working towards new ambitions because with, you know, with Paris Saint-Germain, since the Qataris took charge in, in 2011, it's always been about um, improving year upon year. So to say we've made a backward step, um, it was a surprising comment and he's, you know, unofficially at least, been at loggerheads with Leonardo for uh, for a few months. I don't think he was particularly happy with with the players he, uh, the Brazilian sporting director, brought in. And uh, we saw week in, week out, Thomas Tuchel's communication was um, a little bit eccentric at times, and a lot was being read into comments that he was making. Not just the comments he was making, but the teams he was picking. The fact that um, Danilo Pereira, who came in from uh, from Porto. Uh, one of Leonardo's signings, who's you know quite clearly a central midfielder, a holding midfielder, and Tuchel insisted on playing him at centre-back um, and playing his centre-back and captain, Marquinhos, in midfield. And you can sort of understand Tuchel saying, yeah, I want Marquinhos in the middle of the park where he has the influence. But it was, you know, for me, it was a case of Tuchel saying to Leonardo, listen, you haven't bought me the players that I want, so I'm going to basically make some slightly peculiar decisions and uh, make my point... Um, out, out on the pitch, and it was deemed untenable. And you know, Paris Saint Germain, are third in the league standings, and by by their standings and uh, their ambitions and their goals, that is not good enough. So I don't think we can be that surprised, given the results in Ligue 1, and given the the tension that there seem to be at the club.
0: Absolutely tension, and uh, and the results maybe not quite up to par. But if you look back at Tuchel's two and a half years in charge. Okay, 127 competitive games, 95 wins, 19 defeats. His side scored three times as many goals and more as they conceded. Two league titles, Coupe de France, Coupe de la Ligue. And let's not forget, just, what, four or five months ago, four months before he gets sacked, Paris Saint-Germain are in their first ever Champions League final. I mean, it looks a bit harsh on paper. It looks a bit surprising, certainly in terms of the balance sheet when they've got to pay a reported 7 to 8 million euros for the final six months of his contract. But does Thomas Tuchel leave Paris Saint-Germain in a better position than when he arrived two and a half years ago?
1: Yeah, look, the stats are obviously hugely impressive. I think he's, you know, the the Paris Saint-Germain manager who historically has, has the best win ratio. But you've got to take it in the context. And the context is that, you know, he's joined the club seven years into the Qatari reign, um, I'm not sure what the figures are, but certainly over 1.5 billion euros spent on talent. They've got a phenomenal squad. Uh, they dominated Ligue 1 in Unai Emery's last season and, and, and won the treble. So, you know, I don't want to belittle his achievements because certainly you have to go out and win those trophies, in particular the the league title. And they've done that two years in a row in uh, in emphatic fashion. But ultimately, he will be judged. Um, or it, he should be judged on the Champions League performances. Now, that's something of a mixed bag because that the Manchester United debacle where they were dumped out to a United second-string side at the Parc de Prance two seasons ago. But then on the flip side, they did so well last season. Um, how much of that is down to Thomas Tuchel? How much of it is down to the team um, bonding and, uh, and Neymar coming good, essentially, when it mattered against uh, Borussia Dortmund? Um in in that second leg, and then in the final eight in Liz- in Lisbon, Thomas Tuchel's got to got to get respect um, and credit for that for that Champions League performance. Um, you know, it was the best season in Paris Saint Germain's history: a, a domestic treble and a Champions League final. And I think he leaves Paris Saint Germain with his reputation intact. I look at the PSG side; I don't particularly feel like they're a better team than they were two years ago. So, from that point of view, I don't look at players. In that Paris Saint Germain squad, and think, wow, Tuchel has really turned him into a top player. Somebody like Julian Draxler, for example. You know, obviously, there's the nationality that they have in common. And I thought early in the Tuchel reign that, because he, you know, he talked him up, Draxler, and he played him quite a lot. And I thought he's a player who could really come on. Um, there are other guys like Marco Verratti, who I think was arguably regressed in in the last two years, admittedly more due to injury problems and. Look, it's a difficult job, Paris Saint-Germain, because you're taking charge of players who've been at the club. You know, a lot of them, whether it's Verratti, Marquinhos, Neymar and Mbappe, they've been there for for a while already. They're already big, established names, and it's difficult to take them up to the next level. But I don't necessarily feel Tuchel has done that. I don't think the team is stronger than it was two years ago, but I think that's more um, a reflection of the recruitment, which hasn't been as good. You know, they've they've had their hands tied behind their backs since the Neymar and uh, Mbappe swoops for 400 million euros because of financial fair play um but no the squad isn't better and uh the new man Maurizio Pochettino his job of course is going to be getting the best out of Neymar and Mbappe but above all getting this group of players to play collectively and as a team so that they play to the attacker's strengths and I don't think Tuchel succeeded in doing that overall
0: yeah Pochettino um a surprise choice for you I mean it, it looks to be the obvious choice probably they probably the most obvious choice of the men who are available right now.
1: I think it's a fantastic choice. I think even, you know, even if, I don't know, maybe if Jurgen Klopp was available, you might, you might take him ahead of Pochettino because uh, obviously, you know, Klopp is probably just about the highest rated coach in the world right now, but Maurizio Pochettino um, has something else going for him. He has a link to Paris Saint-Germain's history He's a former club captain. I think that's, That's really important in terms of what Paris Saint-Germain stands for. They've had this sort of identity issue in in the Qatari era. A lot of new supporters perhaps coming in um, since they got money, since they signed Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Ibrahimovic would obviously say, oh, PSG, you know, he said a few times, this club didn't really exist before before I arrived. But Ian, you and I know that Paris Saint-Germain is a big football club in France. And in the 80s and 90s, they they, they were a phenomenal team, particularly in the 90s. Um, and, you know, even in the noughties, when the club was struggling, um, they were a big football club and they have been, along with Marseille, the, the most sort of talked about football team, the club that makes the biggest headlines, the club that has the biggest fan base in France. So Pochettino knows that the fans will relate to him. And, you know, I do think that's really important. You add to that the fact that he is, I think, an exceptional coach, an exceptional man manager and an exceptional man on the training ground as well somebody who has a history of improving the players that that he works with i think it's a, it's a really really exciting appointment for paris saint-germain
0: basically you think he's going to be successful and i mean if you look at his track record yes he got spurs to the to the champions league final in in 2019 but he's had over 500 matches in charge of espanyol southampton and tottenham not a single trophy that is something that he will have to rectify at paris saint-germain at, surely
1: yeah he he will of course he will he'll be expected to win the league already this season and that's a a tall order because Leon and Lille are are strong Uh, Pochettino is arriving without you know a pre-season without too much time to to work with his players so already that is a you know a, a a big ask but you know it's like a lot of people say that similar things with Marcelo Bielsa he hasn't won that much but you've got to look at the jobs he's he's taken on and you can't expect. Espanyol and, uh, and Southampton to be to be winning trophies. You'd look at Tottenham and think, you know, the, the one thing lacking from his Tottenham reign was a trophy without question. But, you know, you talk to uh, Tottenham supporters, uh, you talk to players who played under him at Spurs and there's absolutely no question he did a phenomenal job. He's been the best manager, certainly, in Tottenham's modern history. Um, and I talked about, you know, the players that, that he's improved. Um, and so many of them were... They weren't nobodies, but they weren't big names. Few of them were internationals at Tottenham and he's, and he's transformed their, their reputation and he's made them, them better footballers. To get Tottenham to a Champions League final is no mean feat. Um, so, you know, I think you can't look at his record and, and knock it. That said, yes, you know, he's not an Ancelotti. He's not somebody who has overseen some of the biggest jobs in football. You know, moving to Paris Saint-Germain is, uh, is a step up. He's going to be managing um, certainly two <laughs> of the biggest... Um, salaries and biggest talents in world football. And that is going to be, that is where, you know, that's where the big question mark is. Will he get Mbappe and Neymar to buy into his methods from a PSG point of view, you'd have to, to hope that they will look at this man and think I can get better if I do what he asks for on the training ground and do what he asks for during the matches. I think the big concern is, Whoever the manager is, it's all going to be about getting a United team to play around Mbappe and Neymar. I think the big concern at Paris Saint-Germain at the moment is that those two guys have 18 months left on their contract. So, of course, PSG's biggest job, um, now they've got Pochettino in, is going to be getting those two to extend their deals. If they don't, then some big decisions are going to have to be made in the summer and Pochettino will have to work you know, hopefully from, from a league 1 point of view and a PSG point of view with Mbappe and Neymar. But there are those question marks at the moment.
0: Brilliant stuff, Matt. Thanks for taking the time to explain all of that for, for us. Um, exciting times at the Parc de Prance and, as you say, a, a few question marks, but we'll be keeping our eyes peeled on events in the French capital right through the season. And let's see how Poch does. Back at the Park Day Prance. Thanks a lot again, Matt. And um, thanks to our listeners as well. We'll be back with our regular pod at the uh, resumption of the league season in early January. Bye for now.